What is up, everybody? Uh, it is me, Gizarzio, Silly Boyd, Matthews. How do you guys know me? Uh, and anyway, today I'm here with uh, Nathan. Yeah, what's up? How uh, we doing? So today, what we're talking about is music. Um, Nathan here is majors in computer <coughs> science with me. Uh, we both go to college together. Um, but he's... How long have you been writing music for, or songs? I have been involved in music for like seven eight years now um okay and i i do i do a lot of writing my own like chord progression stuff don't know how to song write, but we'll get there yeah, we'll get there we'll, get, we'll there get there someday. someday um yeah so nathan's here to kind of uh, talk about this topic with us today um so first of all what kind of music did you grow up with as a kid i grew up with fucking country like 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 jason aldean i used to have like like multiple jason aldean florida georgia line uh, albums, which is interesting, because because now I see it as like country is probably the most low effort genre. Now now there's there ain't nothing wrong with that, but like yeah, these these sometimes they they just like list off a bunch of like Mad Lib style phrases. Yeah. Like, now have you um have you seen there was a, a meme about it at one point that I saw it, and it was like uh oh what was it like it was like oh okay this guy was on an interview and they were like so why do you hate country and he went oh they talk about uh sex drugs money and they're like all right why do you uh why do you like rap and he went oh well they talk about sex drugs money, money. yeah <laughs> just like about the same thing it's just different styles of it it's i think um the thing that th throws me off at least is um and, and i like some of these songs too but um, at least songwriting, like lyric-wise, I, I think it can get a little lazy because, like, you'll hear the same stuff over and over again, like uh, the farmer's daughter, or I want to build a white picket fence house. Like, yeah, like yeah. guys, it's guys, almost like come the on same now. kind of like they're kind of. It's not like they reuse lyrics on purpose, but it's just country is such like a defined area yeah. that like it, you kind of have to reuse the stuff because that's all people know country as like obviously yeah. there's probably going to be some old dog in a white picket fence and in a household yeah. like by the prairie and some farmer's daughter while you're bailing hay like yeah. it's all going to be like the same speculation if anything it's probably all about one guy that's just hey, it's just his <laughs> life it's, it's just one just guy's one continuous dude. life and everybody's I, just making more stuff about his life just stacking shit onto the pile yeah and, and like I wouldn't like want to like um, bash like honest songwriting like Garth Brooks and those like older dudes and there, there's some like I, I like Dan and Shay I think they actually write about stuff that they actually experience like honest writing yeah. but it, it just throws me off when people like I don't know Florida Georgia Line with his Cali looking long hair haircut or talks like, about uh, building a white picket fence house like like it, it feels like you're just like kind of preying on people who actually believe in the American dream yeah like like a, and then I remember a Taylor Swift used to be like I guess country like quote yeah quote, yeah. in quotes country yeah um, but like she's moved on to a lot of more pop stuff now I remember mm -hmm. I went to a Bayou Country Fest festival a few years back and saw her in in concert my sister like loved her and like the only thing I got out of this concert was like one song from Bradley Gilbert and maybe I got to meet Jason Aldean I oh not. yeah yeah he yeah. was at he was walking around like outside the stadium and so I got to like go meet him I was actually here at, uh, at Tiger Stadium at LSU oh shit um, but he walked outside and I was just walking around I got to go take a picture with him I, my parents probably still have that somewhere um 
but just like she came back for this Bayou Country Fest because it's like she was like I need to go back to my roots like where I started with you know quote unquote country yeah which I don't know how much I would consider to be country but yeah I mean I mean Jason Aldean um, is definitely the like I feel like he's almost like the poster child for like the stadium country yeah. like like mixing southern rock influences with your generic country and it works. I mean, I have a soft spot for Jason Aldean, but I at least, but I do acknowledge I think that this man has a soft spot for Jason Aldean. For being the, honest, yeah, like I got a soft spot for Jason Aldean because I grew up with him. But at the same time, I kind of acknowledge that like this man has probably never been to Kansas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like uh, this was man, it him that wrote that song "Over States." Yeah, "Fly Over yeah, States." Yeah, "Fly Over States." That's, that's, I love it's that it's song. a good song. I like Except that song. But this man like, is probably never actually been to these places yeah. except for tours yeah, yeah, like exactly, come on exactly. come on but it's like you know i jason Aldean, like when i think of country he's like one of the first guys i think of he's yeah. like he's one of those that just like he just stands out brantley gilbert wasn't so much country i love brantley gilbert absolutely love it um his songs are really good and it's like they're not so much about like being a country song this i still consider him it's like a mix from country rock yeah yeah he mixes those um, rock influences a lot and so like I see his songs as more like morally country than I do actual country. Yeah. Because if you read some of them, the, the one was like "Read Me My Rights." If you ever heard that song by Brilliant, yeah, it is such a good song. Um, oh, but one of the lyrics, ah, oh, I got I can't remember exactly how it goes, but to put it simple, uh, some guy like did something with this girl and he was like alright we're gonna step outside I'm about to knock you the fuck out and then he was like when the cops come you better tell them you, you believe I'm gonna tell them to read me my rights and put me in cuffs cause I know damn well what I did and I'm gonna do it again if I have to yeah. it's like yeah. his moral is when those songs like, it's just it's such a like, southern moral that I think it's like the first thing I think of was like a southern yeah. moral I, I can see that I can see that I, um, I think the thing that turns people off of like country is like probably when like Blake Shelton comes out and talks about yeah. southern girls and southern boys and southern girls and southern oh, boys every man. single song oh yeah I know that one song Kiss My Country Ass yeah, I remember I, that one that was such a good one um, apparently people liked his uh, what was it Boys Around Here song I didn't like it really? I, th I feel like Boys Around Here encompasses the entirety of uh, what people don't like about 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 it you know like maybe he's reflecting on his own experiences but um i mean I, I feel like if you really looked into like where he came from i mean this man this is this is just probably not like how this man grew up yeah probably not he's probably thinking and he's like okay what are these like country people in country places when they're a teenager they're in the country so they don't got much to do they just walk they just go around and and drink and have a good time. I mean, he's not entirely wrong. I grew he, he's up not in the wrong. I grew up in the country, and that's pretty much all we did. That, and we blasted God's country a lot. Yeah, yeah. That was like our, our, our motto. You'd be rolling down the streets, uh, you just cruising your car, and if you see a couple of trucks go by, all you'd hear was just Blake Shelton's God country, like on full <laughs> blast, while these guys were in the, like, the trunk of the, or like the, you know, the bed of the truck, just yeah, sitting there, like, yeah. jumping around, beers in their hands. Hey, I, I, just I, celebrating. I grew up in the southern country-ish type, too. Now, I, I didn't, I never went to no parties or anything like that because I didn't really put myself out there in high school. But because I started DJing whenever I was a junior in high school, um, I have, and I still DJ in the same town, um, I have gone to like high school parties that are for the, the people from my school. 
and all they do, man, all, all they do uh, is they sneak liquor in, and then they grind, and then they <laughs> let, like, like... Sounds like an average high school party. <laughs> the most country-ass, like, teenage birthday party I've ever been to was, like, they grinded to every single song, even Cupid Shuffle. What? I like how you hear Cupid Shuffle get on, and you don't be like, it, you, you stay grinding, and then you write, 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 left, left. You, like... You do the Cupid Shuffle. You don't. You don't yeah. start grinding. No, that's. But yeah, they did nothing anything, but grind. I might get upset at my partner. Now, if they just kept doing that. The one song they didn't grind to was "Robbery" by Juice, and I actually respect <laughs> that. I like. I love okay. Juice. Yeah, I love. No, I love no. Robbery. That song. You gotta just emotionally feel that song. Because that's. It's such it. a good sing-along song. It really is. Like, I don't you, think they. You just no matter what, even if you haven't felt that experience, you emotionally bond with that song and just kind of go. That's my, that's my ethical belief. I, I think it's almost like. Um, Whenever he was writing this song, he went so far in the direction of being overdramatic that it became something like yeah. that it's its own thing and like it just became this it became so enjoyable. Like I feel like that's gonna be one of those you know how all these songs, like you've got Elvis Presley and you've got uh, uh what's another icon that I can't think of anybody right now. Uh, uh, uh Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, yeah, Johnny Cash Elvis yeah, Presley. Yeah. You've got all these like famous people, like their songs are still like to this day played because they were just so iconic i feel yeah. like that song right there is going to be one of those you know, i like hope at some point really in the hope. future it's going to be one of those everybody looks back and it's like oh my god this song was absolutely amazing when it came out and we're still listening to it to this day i hope that when i'm in my retirement home that they play that song <laughs> like that's that's what i want i want that song to be played in my retirement yeah, home. yeah i i want i want to go to like a high school reunion uh like 30 years from now yeah and and here, robbery by juice. That's what I want. That's what I want. Uh, and That's it what was I want. really crazy. Um, so I had some some friends at the dance. Like they, we hired a DJ and everything for a prom, and uh, they played No Hands. You, yeah, you know no, hands. no Hands. Of You're course, DJ, no hands. Of course, you know. Nobody knew it. Really? Yeah. It threw me off oh so bad. God. Okay, um, so we were just like, it, it was like, well, in the beginning, okay, like once it got to like the main melody, everybody kind of picked up what it was. You know, it's one when it's the main melody, you kind of have to, you have to know what it is at that point. That, but like, I don't know, just like starting off, everybody's kind of like confused. And it threw me off really bad. That's weird, because like, okay, I could see like older people not knowing no hands, but when you hear the melody going off, it just sounds like something you should be dancing yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Like, so that's one of those where you have to. Like, you can't just all those people that like sit in the corners and stuff. I was one of those. I cannot diss those people. I was one of those people. Yes. Um, I sat in the corner. I talked to my friends. Whatever. But like, when those songs came on, I had people that would invite me out to go dance. I'd be like, hell yeah, I'll go. Yeah, out. This yeah. Is a good song. Let's go yeah. for it. I'll, I'll, go for I'll it. dance with. This. I think. The biggest thing I've noticed from DJing is, especially teenagers, it's more apparent with them. Um, teenagers will either be like really fun, be, I feel like maybe the only reason I think they're like really fun is because it's my age group. And so I like, like I like hearing these songs as well. Yeah. But um, they're either really fun or they're like overly critical of the song or they get all anxious because they think that if they dance everyone's gonna be looking at them which is not the case like if you go onto a dance floor and start dancing no one no one's watching you no yeah. one's looking at everybody's you everybody's just kind of having their, yeah. own, their own time that's something that I didn't come to the realization too and I still to this day haven't I don't like yeah. dancing I personally I think I'm trash at dancing and yeah. I don't want to I do not want to attempt to fix that because in that process of trying to fix it I know I'm gonna somewhere fuck up and it's just gonna make me look like an even bigger fool. Nah, so I mean, that, that's see, why I don't attempt that. Okay, so 
the thing about dancing, I think, is if you're at a party, um, like slow dancing or two-stepping or whatever, like it's a different thing. But if you're, if you're at a party and they're going off, like you don't have to be the star of the show. You don't have to be extremely good at dancing. Just, just, just move. It's, it's just yeah. about moving. And I, I mean, I mean, if I'm dancing at a party, I'm not putting a whole lot of effort into it. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. You know, yeah, before I go. actually went to college, uh, or before I went to prom, actually, and this just kind of, they reinforced this before I went to college. They were like, yeah, no, we know you can't dance. So my parents just messaged me, they're like, right here, this is all you gotta stay. Yeah. Just like, take your arms and just put them up, like, uh, you know, like chest height, like you're about to fight, but like just a little lower and just kind of sway from side to side. That's yeah. it. That's all you need. Um, all you need. And that reminded me, there's another one, this guy, oh, this is really funny too. Uh, it's a, another me, my soul. And it wasn't originally about dancing, it's about fighting. It was like, I'm gonna show you this move, and it's the most powerful move of all. You cannot, like, you, you need to be very careful doing this to anybody. It will, it will kill somebody if you're not careful. Yeah. And he was like, what you do is you take your arms, you put them at your sides, you know, like, you know, in, a, in karate, you put your arms to the sides. Yeah. Put your arms to your sides, and you start moving them left to right. And then you, and it started like, it did a Rick roll, and it transitioned <laughs> to the song. <laughs> It, de- it definitely God got damn me. It. Uh, I thought it was so funny though. I just I love those Rick rolls. They're absolutely amazing. That's another that's another one right there. Another Rick Ashley. Yeah. Another yeah. like icon that they still to this day play. It's more of a meme than it is an actual song that's played. But damn right, if it comes on, I'm gonna sing it. Yeah, I mean we're recording this April first. Yeah. And uh, I've already seen like like so. I'm in the r slash Among Us Discord because, yeah. of course I am, because Among Us was a thing, and I actually really liked it for a time. I'm trying to get back into playing it for the airship because I love the Henry Stickman games. Yeah. But, um, but like, I've, I already saw on the r slash Among Us Discord, they posted, like, yo, Inner Sloth is officially merging with us, and, and we're officially now um, associated with Inner Sloth, the people that make the game. So here's the announcement, and it was like a little. It, it was literally a video um, titled like "Our Slash Among Us Announcement," and the they did that thing where like the literally the first frame of it is looks important, looks related yeah. to the subject matter, and then it goes to Rickroll. So <laughs> that's good. I got Rickroll by Among that's, Us. That's really good. That's some smart ones. I've a. Uh, I used to do a lot of like, uh, not. This, yeah, I used to do a lot of hacking stuff, but this is more related to like coding than it is hacking, I guess. Yeah. And so I found out how to like, this is when I first found out how to like change links. So on Discord, you can give like Nitro, and it'd be like mm-hmm. a Nitro gift. I found out how to like embed a link for that and then change up that link. So mm-hmm. I like, I sent it to some of my friends, and I was like, this was an old thing. Yeah. Like, people have been doing this for a while, but I just figured it out, so I got excited. So I sent some to my friends, and it was like a Rick roll, and I, I just got so excited about it. And it's like in my announcements in the server, it's still somewhere. I can yeah. go find that link <laughs> and click on it, and it goes to a Rick roll video. And that's, it's Shit. one of my proudest accomplishments. Not, I remember. Not I remember people found a way to like um, perfectly um, mimic the whatever the hex code or the color is of the of the normal Discord background and put like like the same like gift thing as a um, the nitro gift as a um, an image as an image Yeah, yeah, yeah and then on the back it would be a PNG image with um writing or whatever yeah. like something like you got gnomed or something like yeah, that yeah that's exactly what I was thinking in the back. Was yeah, you yeah. just been gnomed <laughs> like that. 
<laughs> I love that meme. So I, I feel like that meme was so underused. So, 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 so everything there would be the exact same hex code as the Discord background. So when it's there, it doesn't. You don't yeah. see anything. But when you click on it, it, it just it, pops it up, pops up to a and black. There's, there's no like background, of the, um, and you can see it. Yeah. Of the, uh, the, like the Discord Nitro or anything on it, it just changes to a completely different picture. Yeah, I thought that was so cool for the longest time. There was that you've been gnomed one. <laughs> I love that. Like I said, it's so completely underrated. I love that meme. Yeah. And then there was um, there's another one. You know when they had like the little hand signal going out. Like, yeah. all right, you got yourself. You'd slap the back <laughs> of your neck. They had that one out for a while too. And that yeah, was, I like that. I like that one. I, I got hit by that a couple of times. Oh shit. Shoot. So um, going off like so you said you grew up in a lot of country like. What, what do you listen to a lot of now? Okay, so because I'm a DJ, I'm very, very diverse in my music selection. So um, yeah. I will listen to Eden or um, a bunch of like small stuff like Eden. I like Poppy the Heartbreak Kid um, and, and a bunch of like small stuff to like break it up so that I don't get bored of rap because I listen to rap most of the time. Yeah. Listen to Juice, Trippy, whatever. Um, and then, um, because of DJing and having to keep such a, such a, I feel like the easiest way to enjoy DJing is stop being so critical of music because then you it finds it's easier to enjoy it. And so, I think partly because of that, and partly because of playing guitar, I got into John Mayer and stuff like that. And then I got into Daniel Caesar and a bunch of other things. So Giveon as well. I got into a little bit of Giveon, which okay. is nice. So. I mean, some of those I don't recognize. I don't recognize some of those authors uh, or artists. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, so like, okay, just off topic. Uh, so like, if you could guess, how many artists do you think you know? Like, if you just give like a number, mm. just just from being a DJ, I give it fifty or sixty, maybe. Okay. Okay. Maybe if, is if that, I include, is there like a, is there like a majority? Like, is there one? Uh, Genre. There we go. Is there one genre that's just like you find you have more of than any of the like you just listen to the most? Like I listen to rap the most, but I okay. don't explore artists that much. Like um, like I don't have like very like not well known rappers because I feel like with rap, because the um, because the top of it isn't that deep lyric wise. Yeah. If you go down to the people that are not on the top of rap. It's gonna get worse and worse. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. it's gonna get worse. Um, so there's some that I found that are really good, but yeah. God bless my soul if I can remember any of them. Like <laughs> I um, found them, listened to them, and just never listened to them again because I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Like um, like I do like Poppy the Heartbreak Kid. He's a, he's a rapper. Um, and I, I actually like his stuff. And then um, remember I, I got a little bit of emo rap in my in my stuff. Yeah. Uh, well. And then going off of like lyrics and stuff, I just recently found out uh, six foot seven foot. Yeah, six about foot seven yeah, foot. The, really the song moving silence like a zanya. I just found out what that Jeez. actually. I, 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 I felt so dumb. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I <laughs> it found took that you out. so long. Yeah, I found that out, and I swear <laughs> to God, the first thing I thought was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm the first person no. ever <laughs> to find this." And I went and uh, I called my sister and was like, "Hey, I just found this out." Can you believe this? And she went, you We've never done that. that. <laughs> 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 Six seven foot. Not, she was just like, really? Are you, are you dumb? Sorry. Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne dropped some dropped some heat on Six Foot Seven Foot. He's got, he's really got some good did. bars. I think uh, another one I like is um, 
if y'all are animals, then I'm gonna have a mink soon or something yeah. like that. And then um, the other one was literally the whole like, cause Lil Wayne is a really good lyricist. He like in that song, for like I think four or five bars, he he painted a picture of um, a family tree of of like what what was it? It was um little things like married to the money, fuck the world, that's adultery, yeah. or um. Or, um, what was it? It was, um, about life is a bitch and death is a sister, sleep yeah, is a cousin. I remember. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what it was. It's some fuck the family picture. Good, good shit, good shit. Yeah, it's, it's a good song. I, there's so many, like, I'm trying to think of, like, lyrics and stuff, but it's just not popping up, you know? Like, some of the yeah. songs, I can go in and I can, like, sing the entire, like, Eminem, I had an Eminem phase. Yeah? I don't think anybody hasn't had an Eminem phase, but I have A little bit, a little bit. Um, and I, I could rap most of his songs very well. Um, and, like, there wasn't... I didn't, th- I didn't see too much, like, deep meaning in any of them. It was kind of just straightforward, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas... There's another guy that I listen to. Uh, there's a song, Middle Child. Yeah. J. Cole, I think yeah, it's Yeah, J. Cole, yeah. I love that song. There's such like, yeah. a deep meaning like within it in some of those. Um, I think, um, I feel like the craziest thing about Eminem is how whenever he came out, he had, he literally had to make three versions of his songs. Like yeah. he had to make the clean version and the normal version and then the extra dirty version, the one that he actually <laughs> wanted to say which is going to be underground and not sold on the actual album or something yeah, like that. Exactly. It's crazy that, like, uh, the world was so <laughs> soft. <laughs> exactly. And then there was, um, as well, like, in so, uh, one of his songs, he, he said, yeah, he, well, I can't remember what song it was. One of his songs he mentioned, he was like, uh, I'm saving some of these raps for all you people, like, in the underground, you know? Yeah. Like, just talking about how he had to, like, he couldn't just give everything out and everybody was constantly begging him to like put more albums out. This one was like really popular. Yeah. Um, I might have been, might have been Rap God. I don't want to sound like an idiot, Maybe. but I think it was Rap God. Maybe. Because yeah, be. you're like, I'm still the king of the underground, but I still rap like I'm on my Pharaoh Munch crime. So I crunch rhymes. But sometimes when you come bind up here with a skin color of mine, you get too big and it comes bind. Since Jeez. you like that one line, that, yeah, rap guy. It sucks the Eminem fell off. Man, I it like, sucks. He could have. His new album that came out, like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't that great. I feel like. Like, it's not something I listen I do not listen to that on a repeat. The only one I've listened to multiple times is Godzilla. That's it. Godzilla's good. Godzilla was good. Like, the rest of them, I just. None of them stuck with me. None of them. And, like, that, that's saying that, like, I, I listen to a lot of Eminem. And I, I love all, almost all of his music, but like that album was just. I think the thing about that album is it almost feels like uh, it's left kind of left him behind. It's kind of left him behind. Yeah. Music and rap in general. Um, I was thinking that that album was going to have like trap influences and yeah. see what he could do over that. Like uh, like some other artists will do stuff like that, where they will actually kind of explore different like. Like, uh, my favorite example is just how DaBaby came out with Blind. And it's basically, instead of his typical beat, it feels more like a Rod Wave beat. And he's kind of going over that and just seeing what he could do with it. Kind of exploring different types of beats to rap over. And Eminem just doesn't really do that. Yeah, I know. It's like, he left it off in his prime. And I feel like that was just really good. 
and then I feel like it was kind of like forced to come back, you know? A little bit. Like he's trying to still, like, I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> but yeah. you know, if, if anything, I remember him saying, that's an awfully hot coffee pot, more than <laughs> I do the titles of any of his other songs that were in that <laughs> album. Like I can't tell you one name of them, one name of his, like I can't tell you the name of one of his songs in the album besides Godzilla. Yeah. But I can remember yeah. that's an awfully hot coffee pot. It just you know it's it's the difference of how much that really made an impact. Yeah, you know? for real. Um, I feel that. Speaking of like, has music ever like personally affected you in any way? Like, you know, have you ever like connected to a song just that much? So, I would think um, if I would have any personal connection to any song, for a multitude of reasons, it'd probably be "XO" by Eden because one, it was the first song I ever learned on guitar. So it was, and it was easy, but it was able to, like from practicing that and playing it over and over again, I, I built up the dexterity to be able to move my fingers around. Cause instead of starting with like a general like strumming song with all these open chords, yeah. um, I started with a picking, picking song, which is XO. And it's, it's easy, but um, it was good to um, build my finger dexterity in my left hand. And then, um, it was also just the fact that like, whenever I found that song, and this is kind of how I found Eden as well. Eden's probably my overall favorite artist. I love his, his, um, his uh, I'm assuming development. Eden is, is rap, right? No, or he's no? um he's like this, uh, he's like this, um I don't know what to call him. It's like, he started out a little bit poppy with some electronic influences. And then he's kind of shifted into his own like genre, his own. So he's got his own sort of feel to him, but um, it's definitely not rap. But um, I remember because EXO, the the premise of the song is um, is I don't really believe in in the relationship anymore. But I'm not gonna tell her because it's easier if she thinks she won. That's, okay. that's the premise of the song. And I had found that whenever um, my relationship in high school was kind of falling apart. So it was like, dang. And then I, for a while, I would like put that on while I was in the shower, just to have something to listen to while I was um, getting ready in the mornings. And one day I was like, you know what? Fuck it, let's actually explore what else this dude has other than just having this, having this be like a one-off song from yeah. some random person that I don't know. And then I ended up finding like rock and roll and drugs and sex and all those kind of um, the other songs on that EP. Yeah. And then um, In Credits was a great album. Vertigo was a great album. and just kind of went from there. Um, and now I believe I've listened to pretty much every one of the songs. Okay. So. The only, the only one I could really like. Okay, so there's a lot that I've, I guess you could say, not personally connected to but I just like I vibe with hella hard yeah um like when I got into an upset state like I you know when I got broken up with uh you know I listened to a lot of like songs that were like fuck you I'm doing alright on my own I'm doing absolutely <laughs> like amazing. Hot Girl Bowers that wasn't the case <laughs> yeah exactly that was one of those songs I kid you not um, Hot Girl Bowers Hot Girl Bummer was one of those songs yeah and it was just because it was like Fuck you. I hate your friends. And you know what? They hate me too. Yeah. No, I'm doing all right right now. And so that was like one of the songs I listened to. But as well, I listen to a lot of rock. So I found that rock is like my output. Yeah. If, I, if I'm having a bad time, I can normally go to rock and that's that's just how I, I get it out. I, the one 
I have one group that I have like a really special connection to, and that's like Three Days Grace. Yeah. I will always have some kind of like connection to Three Days Grace because that's what I listened to as three a kid. Three Days Grace is fun. And I, I actually didn't know that I was listening to Three Days Grace as a kid. Yeah. Um, I've forgotten a lot of stuff that happened in my childhood because it wasn't really too memorable, I guess. Yeah. It's not, I'm going to put it's it like kinda, that, like it's rude. It's just like it's been so long, and there wasn't something I'm just going to be like, I remember this day after day. There's a good couple of memories, but it's not like yeah. I don't remember a lot. So, the reason I, the, how I found them again is actually kind of funny. I was in middle school, and um, we went on this field trip to Washington, D.C., and uh, the person, we had like our buddies, and my buddy was this girl that I liked, you know, mm-hmm. and it was actually going somewhere, you know, like we were actually getting closer, and I was like, it might be a relationship. Yeah. And then like. She's like, hey, you gonna listen to music? Like, yeah, sure. So gave me an ear- earbud and I put it in. This is like the wire. We still had the wired earbuds and all that. Yeah. Gave me an earbud and stuff. And she played Animal I Have Become. And that's, it that's was a good playing. One. I like that one. And I was like, I swear I've heard this somewhere. I kid you not, for the rest of the field trip, I didn't like talk to her to try and move a relationship forward I, because of that because I was because so busy you were thinking. trying to figure out yeah. what this song was and this was, this was on the ride back yeah. this was on the ride back so I'll be, you know, uh, we had, we're going through the entire like trip already it's just this was the ride back home and it was stuck in my head so we kept listening to more and so, more songs and funny enough we didn't hear Pain if I had heard the song Pain yeah. I would have I would have pieced it together right yeah. in there. But yeah. we heard Animal I've Become, I think we heard Riot. Yeah, Riot. Uh, We heard a good couple of their songs um, out of like the 1X album. And then when I get home, I'm like, Dad, do you know the song? And I play it for him. I play Animal I've Become for him. And he went, yeah, I used to play yeah, that for yeah. you all the time in the car. You actually used to listen to this one. He pulled up Pain and played it. And I was like, you've got to be kidding. Yeah. And like right there, it like pieced <laughs> together that this was the group that I grew up listening to in my childhood. So I have like yeah. a special connection to that group. And I may not listen to them for months or a year or so, but like I always will like go back to them. They're, they are where I started in my rock journey. And from there, I've expanded to Breaking Benjamin, Five Finger Death Punch, a little bit of Godsmack. I'm getting into Godsmack. A little bit. I, yeah. Um, I know one song. What they have that I haven't really gotten like towards liking yet is Love Hate Sex Pain. That's the name yeah. of the song. You know that you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Love Hate Sex Pain. And it's I haven't listened to it in forever. So I kinda just like haven't touched it yet. Cause I remembered that back then it wasn't my thing. So I just kinda haven't touched it yet. But uh, I've just I've gotten I've gone so far into rock because of Three Days Grace. It's, it's just it's that one band that I'm always going back to. Johnny Cash was so good too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love That's Johnny good. Cash. J- Johnny Cash is a good. It's like a. Yeah, I think didn't Three Days Grace like, like uh, have a whole thing where like their singer left or something, and then they kind of just fell off. Honestly, I don't know. If I'm gonna be completely honest with you, I listen to their music, but I have no. I listen to a lot of music. I have no clue what goes on in those bands' like day to day lives. I've got yeah, no clue. Yeah. I don't know when singers leave. I don't know the I don't know the names of any of the people in that band. I have no clue. If you asked me right now, if you had a yeah, gun to my head and yeah. said, name one person in that band, I'd be like, bro, just pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would be I'm too, not even gonna get a first letter. Like I, I don't know the first letter of their names. I don't know anything about them. Daniel? All I know who? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna get at that point I'm gonna make a guess. It's like, alright, who's the drummer? Ah, Tyrone? <laughs> Tyrone. 
don't know. <laughs> What's he Tyrone look like? In a rock metal band. He looks like a Chad. As soon as you picture, he looks like a Chad. Yeah. No, fine. no, his name's Chester. Damn it, that was my second guess. Shit. Yeah. Just like, I know nothing about these bands, but I love listening to them. One of their newer yeah. songs, Break, that's such a good song. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, there's a lot about them. It just, people just expect me to know this stuff, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I physically, I physically cannot help you. Feels bad. Yeah, yeah. Three, three Days Grace is good. I, I like, um, I feel like everyone, everyone has a soft spot for those, for that original album, or like, it might not have been the first album, but whatever one had uh, Animal I Become and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only, I think that was I'm pretty ass. sure the only song that I have on my, like, throwbacks playlist from Three Days Grace that's not on that album is uh, I Hate Everything About You, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that yeah. was a good that one. Was I, can't a good one I, I know what album it's from, but I don't know the name of the album. Yeah. I know what it, it's such a good one. They have stuff like Just Like You on there, um, Drown, I think. Oh, Burn. Burn yeah. was such a good song. If good you, yeah, I love that one. Um, but like that, it's so good. And I, I hate everything about you. Was like just so. That's one of the ones I vibed with. And when I talked about earlier, like that's one of the ones that I really connected with yeah. when I broke when she broke up with me. Yeah. Vice versa. Um, it's just like sometimes you gotta I, just I needed, act on the dramatic. I needed output, you know. And it's like, yeah, I had to act. I had to act on the dramatic. I was. I was crying like a little bitch, and I just had to be like, you know what? I need a way to like, I need to not cry anymore. What better way to do that than listen to these songs yeah, that are just like, just, fuck you, I don't need you, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, you just, know. And so that's what I did. That's what I listened you to. Can, you can worry about looking at the situation realistically once yeah. you're kind of healed up. Yeah, once I'm healed up, then I can look. Like now, looking back at it, it was like I, I did overreact in the way I talked whenever she, it, it happened, and yeah. so like. I'm really happy I went and did that music output, you know, and it kind of like got yeah. it all. It got my emotions out of the way. Yeah. Because like looking back, it's just like, I don't want to say it wasn't a big deal. It still was to me. Yeah, That's the longest sure. relationship I've had, and by far it was the best. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't had a better one yet. Um, let alone there's only been one in between here and there. So obviously I'm not going to have a better one yet, but it's just like, there's just something about that, and I haven't... Yeah found anybody that I really can do that with you know that I really vibe with that hard so yeah, yeah I'm still think, looking um, for it but it's just uh, looking back at it now I did overreact and I'm happy that I went to music instead of continuing to escalate things yeah I think um I feel like at least at least for most dudes it could be it could be different for girls but like I feel like for most dudes like you look back on your first relationship uh, and like if it, if it ended or which most of us said did end yeah um you look back on the breakup and you're like man i we all fucking overreacted yeah. to hell and back but i mean i mean i personally think it was good in the end like in the end it made me a better person because it 100 illuminated a bunch of problems i didn't think i had and it was yeah. like okay that's I'm gonna, like the best way to look yeah. at it it's just like don't don't look at it like I just got broken up with like you know obviously heal take your time get better but like don't regret it you know don't regret mm -hmm. being in a relationship that's one thing it's like I want to live without regrets so far I've achieved that so I don't far, regret anything yeah. I've done I've accepted it and moved on at least from what I from what I know I don't think I have anything that's subconsciously affecting me um, but I try to live without regrets you know I, I, when I live past that relationship I was just like I don't regret it happening yeah it hurt but 
that set the basis for a really good relationship because before that i'd been cheated on i'd given them second and third chances yeah uh, I, I had a couple other relationships where i just i didn't know if i could trust them and then mm. that one happened it was just like I, I know what kind of relationship i want now you know yeah. i just have to find that and so far it's been kind of difficult but <laughs> Get yeah. there someday. We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, I personally, I'm I'm prepared to wait like a year or two because girl, girls right now, yeah, girls just, at yeah. 19 and 18, just maybe 20, like they 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 are wild over the place. They just they are they are actually wild and 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 like if I was a girl at that age, I would be wilding too. I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. Yeah. But it's just the nature of things. Because of the nature of things, I'm prepared to wait a year or two. Like, I'm completely prepared. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the next one, what, what kind of inspired you to, to make music? Like, you said you've been doing this for, like, uh, however many years. Like, what kind of, like, wanted to get you onto that track, if that makes sense? I think, um, so... I think that there's something meaningful about writing music. So the thing that um, really, uh, I, I mean, there are, there are a bunch of things. So music is just so meaningful for a few reasons. I think, um, I think there's something to do with like how we're wired as humans um, makes us really respond to music and tone and pitch and what very well, like, like even in, like, like I think it's like, is it Mandarin or some other language? I can't remember which one, but there's multiple languages out there where the pitch of your voice or the tone of your voice will change um, oh. what you mean when I you actually, say the yeah, same word. Know. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. What yeah. It might be Mandarin. But it just, it just goes to show. And, and even when here in English, like uh, the way you say things can provide this context um that's yeah, kind like of invaluable guys, they did that emphasis um it was an emphasis test to really like yeah. show you how changed it could be and the sentence was ah uh, what was it i think it was i didn't kill him and so they'd be yeah. like i didn't kill him and they went i didn't kill him and then i didn't kill him yeah was, i didn't kill him you know? yeah changing yeah. it up it really changes up how the sentence like worked yeah, and, and and there are like infinitely many ways to um, take the same sentence and emphasize em emphasize different words or pitch up or pitch down at the very end of your sentence or whatever that can yeah. really change the sub the context behind those words. And um, I feel like that's a that's that's sort of similar to how music is. Like like there's infinitely many songs that you could write. So there's no there's no shortage of um, of you know there's no shortage of what you could do to write a song. I think um, the best thing is so, so I know enough about music theory to know little like tips and tricks when it comes to like writing songs or little things that like other artists or have done for popular songs like uh, like the whole um, like how. Um, in creep they at the very end instead of instead of doing like a for their four chord progression it's f a and they do the f classic four major to four minor and then back down to your one and that's like a jazz technique that's used a lot um i think it's also it's also used in deathbed by pao fu
All right, and we are back. Hey, everybody. Um, so this is going to be part two. Uh, other one, t to kind of explain what happened, uh, cut off mid-conversation. I got a phone call. Um, so. Yeah, so it just cut off. I didn't know that it would do that, but hey. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. Now we know. So uh, we're going to continue what we were talking about before. Um, so Nate, you were talking about how, uh, how varied music is, right? Yeah, and I think... Um, I like the amount of theory I know because, like, you, you know, I know about like the, the little tips and tricks of the trade and little stuff like that. Like how if you take um, like the more you expand a chord and stack like sevens and nines and elevens, it'll kind of just sound prettier that way. Yeah. Um, if you expand it out instead of having it clustered into a short like range. But, what instrument um, did you start learning first? So I started on percussion. Um, okay. So... I learned like xylophone, marimba, etc. Okay, because I saw you like doing little like finger movements for like the yeah, piano. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, because or not. what I did was because xylophone and marimba have the same layout as piano. Yeah. Um, just instead of like using your fingers, you're using these mallets and hitting each one. I used that to learn piano, and then. Um, Do you think it's more difficult to play piano than it is xylophone and such? If you want to play it well, yes. If you want to play just like chords or whatever, it's not. It's, it's really not too bad. It just takes a little bit um, to learn everything. But um, I think the thing that really helped me out was the. Um, I would always talk to my like band directors and whatnot about music theory, mm -hmm. and so because of all those conversations, I learned a lot about theory and how it works, um, and how to explain stuff. But I didn't know. But I don't know quite as much about theory to be restrictive because I think especially with like composers and whatnot when they know all this theory they're thinking it's almost like um it's almost like this idea that um sometimes you hold yourself back from for not by not starting on a project because you don't think you know what the project wants what you want the project to be yet yeah. I almost feel like it's something similar to that where um where if you know so much about theory, you're constantly thinking about what you want a song to be rather than just starting. Like I think because I don't know a ton about theory, but I know enough to like name chords and know little th things, um, I'll come up with um, these chord progressions that you wouldn't really, I don't think you traditionally try to, um, to like put together just because it's like, um, like sometimes I'll use a major instead of a minor in the scale when it's mm -hmm. supposed to be minor or something like that, but it'll just it just works sometimes. Like um, just testing out your options, just kind of going for it instead yeah. of just thinking about it. I think um, I can't remember what the example was, but I do remember. Um, I actually remember watching some sort of like uh, I can't remember if it was like a video essay or whatnot, but it was talking. I can't remember what it was talking about, but it was really powerful that um, sometimes, again, you, you hold yourself back when it comes to starting projects by constantly thinking about what to do, what you want it to be, etc., trying to plan it all out, when sometimes it's best to just start. I think um, that kind of, um, that almost reminds me of... Uh, Shoot, that's, that's kind of similar to the whole, like, talking to girls thing. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just got to go. Yeah, yeah. So, like, with podcasts, like, I personally had never listened to multiple podcasts. I, I heard, like, maybe one or two. 
but whenever I thought of the idea, I was just like, fuck it. I, I got a bunch of ideas. I know stuff I want to talk about. I'm just going to jump into it. Yeah. So, and, you know, here we are recording third podcast. Yeah. You know, just kind of just going for it, you know? Not really, I didn't really look much into it. I just kind of started it. It was like, whatever. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, sometimes you hold yourself back when you're constantly thinking about what, what you want to do, what you want to be, etc. when sometimes yeah. you just got to go for it. So why did you choose to do uh, computer science as your major instead of like music? Uh, a few reasons. One was that um, my ACT scores were telling me that like with my skill set I should be a physician, which was not going to happen because I don't want to go for I don't want to go for to school for twelve years. So um, because I'm such a STEM brain, I was thinking computer science would be good for me. I was yeah. thinking. Um, that it will work out, but I think the thing that throws me off is just, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like um, part of it's kind of learning and learning its own language, learning a new language and stuff, and uh, it's kind of kind of tough. I think I do best when things are grounded in reality to a certain extent. So uh, computer science didn't really work out for me, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you haven't you haven't left it yet. Yes, but... She's still in it. It's just... I mean... You just need to... It's like, you know, if, if computer science is just, like... It's a lot of memorization. Yeah. More or less. Um, and a quick Google search. If you yes. can't remember it, Google is your best friend. Um, just, like... It's a big problem-solving scheme, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about problem-solving. So it's kind of yeah. like... I. I am so tempted to switch majors, but I love it at the same time. Yeah. Because when I do figure out what it's supposed to be, and I get that lab done, and I figure out like this is what was supposed to be made to get this running, like I get so like hyped up. Yeah. Like, our last test, looking at the coding and figuring out how it worked, that hyped me up so much. And so like it made me like you know what I think I'm gonna stay in this major. I think yeah. I'm gonna stay. It's, it's such an exciting thing for me being able to like figure out how it works and stuff. So like, if I don't go for computer science, I might do another engineering one because I like, I've, I found a love in just figuring out how things work. Yeah. I love it so much, whether it's coding or whether it's gonna be something different, you know? Mm. I just, I, I really love being able to like look into that and stuff. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I think um, on paper, I, I should enjoy computer science because um, just the STEM and like problem solving aspect of it. But uh, I don't know, so, something about it, something about it throws me off. I, I do think it's literally just like the fact that it's hard to ground computer science in reality. This is kind of the same reason like barely anyone wants to learn quantum physics and stuff. Yeah, it's no. because it's, it's literally like it the opposite of fun. reality. When, when something is so abstract, and this is kind of, kind of like calculus and trig, is kind of like this as well. Um, when something's so abstract that you can't really ground it in reality, it, it gets a little tough. Which um, that's why I think um, when you like when you talk about like theory and music theory and stuff like that to people, it, it it's really confusing to hear. But um, I think if you've been around music and you um, know what those what those what these words mean. Um, you, you're able to ground it in reality more, and you're able to actually like um, understand it a lot better. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, so going to the uh, last thing. So like, 
Oh, you obviously, you're a DJ. You know, you wrote a yeah. lot of songs. Um, you know, you're really like connected with music. Is there like any family influence with that? Like, did your family have any history of being DJs or like any kind of music that kind of pushed you to do this? So the only, the only thing in my family that has any sort of experience with music or DJing was my dad was a snare drummer in high school for his marching band and um and actually was a dj in downtown shreveport for um for his uh pretty much his his whole early life so early like adulthood because back then um you would flunk out of college but you'd still be fine yeah so um I think it's, it's nowadays just, just you flunk out of college you're done for <laughs> I don't even well it's not like if you flunk out of college it's it there are things you can do um but uh I don't know it's kind of it hurts a lot more because like colleges have uh like the price of colleges has gone up like two and a half times it's in the last not, not uh, even just two and a half times actually somebody the calculations how um what currency back then compared to how much it should cost now someone did the just the math and like tuition should be like 167 dollars yeah but it's gone like up to the thousands yeah it's it's even more than two and a half times it's it's gotten really high up there yeah it's it's crazy stupid it's 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 crazy and the price of colleges have gone up so much meanwhile the um quality of education or anything like that, not really getting there. Yeah. It, it, it hasn't gone up the same the same amount. And it's like they they char- I understand why they charge so much money because they want like the best like faculties for all of us and stuff. Yeah. You know, but like we need some good quality teachers, dude. We have some good ones. We do. Yeah. But there's also other ones. Well, okay. <laughs> and you so, know who I'm referencing when I'm talking so about other ones. The thing about colleges that is like the main reason they're charging all this money and we're not actually seeing a lot of it as students is because of they're they're like so inflated um how how do i say this they're so inflated bureaucratically i think is what is what you call it because they like like there's so many positions in like the higher up of LSU that don't actually do anything. Yeah. But have these long, but they have these long, long names to make it seem like it's important. It um, really just doesn't really do anything at all. Like, 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 what? I could see having a president at LSU, vice president, someone overseeing the Center for Academic Success, yeah. other things. But I guarantee you, all of the bureaucratically like um hired um like high up positions don't actually do a whole lot <laughs> like yeah. they don't and they they probably they probably don't do as much as you would think they're pay- you think they would from their paycheck but yeah, it's I mean, like they're they're micro micromanaging or like they're they're delegating really small tasks to these other people just so that they have like another reason to create a new job yeah. So it's like, it may be the president's job to organize events, but instead he p- passes that job on, makes a new job, and it's just event organizer, uh, official event organizer of LSU, whatever, to make it seem like it's important, when all they do is like once every two months organize something. So, so yeah, it, it's it's this problem where like, taking that example, it's like, 
The president delegates this authority to a vice president, which will yeah. delegate it to a event organizer, which will delegate it to an assistant event organizer, yeah. which will delegate it to an event sec the secretary of the event organizer's office or some stupid stuff like that. Just little, little things to delegate these these tasks out so much where um, these people aren't really doing a whole lot, yeah. but they're getting paid because tuition's going up and up because, look, we have so many people we have to yeah, And pay I can't really for. blame the presidents and all that like too much for when they do that because like they have a lot to do. They manage like the yeah. entirety of the thing. So like passing on the job is just like, that's something to do. You know, event planning, it may be like once every two months, but sometimes it gets really hectic. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, I can't really blame them too much for it because I, like, I, I would do it I'd like do the I, same thing. I'm, I'm fine delegating that to someone else but it's, it's just when it gets to insane levels yeah. like yeah. I I have zero clue um, 99% or like 95% plus I don't know of um, LSU's like office workers that are like, like that high up I don't yeah. know at all what their names are or who they are or what they do. It's like that situation. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a name from somebody in 3 days grace. I can't tell you that. Yeah, I, I cannot. Well, I can't tell you anybody that's on staff. Could not. Uh-uh. Could, could not do it. But yeah. Um, music music is uh, insanely complex, though. Like, go, going off of the political college rant, um, I think... Um, there's so much that, uh, like, y you could really get really specific and really down with um, how complex music can be. Like, uh, like, and and the other thing is like why it works as well. So like, for some reason we've perceived some sound, some these combinations of chords. That's uh, like a major chord as a uh, happy and sad yeah. and suspenseful and all these different things and I don't it, it's so weird how like you know I, I feel like it's so weird that all of us um, pretty much all of us now there are some cultures out there where like uh, I think it's like um, like I'm, like there's like one culture in like Africa or something where like a minor chord would sound like extremely happy to them. Yeah. Um, but I think it's crazy that um, we've standardized music so much. Yeah. That's it's like um, it's one of those where you gotta really think about it. Is this something that we just automatically felt? Yeah. Or is this something we grew up with? So like obviously there's gonna be some like if it's a high pitched or like upbeat tune, you know, obviously it may sound like happy, but like. These other ones, for example, the Jaws. You know the Jaws. Yeah, thing, yeah. Da, 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 mm -hmm. It's really suspenseful, and it kind of like it's kind of a scary thing. I actually know um, why. Yeah. Yeah, and like so, like is that something that like we when we heard that we're like, yes, that is suspenseful, or is it like we grew acclimated to hearing it during these suspenseful scenes, so we label it as that and such, so that when sounds some more sounds came like from that they also were suspenseful you know what i'm talking about so i think um i think a lot of it is mostly cultural though i think um at least when i'm looking at like major a major chord or whatnot i think there is something to do with like how sound works like scientifically yeah. that actually makes it makes it how do you say this makes it um 
like how when the people so, sort of explains why why it's it feels happy so like what what you have is like the best way to explain it is um is like the subharmonic series is um with like a string because if you pluck a string on like a guitar or something it's rotate it's vibrating in full which is the note you hear yeah. but on top of those it's also vibrating in halves and thirds and fourths and fifths and sixths and on and on and that correlates because we've standardized music so well that cor correlates into um, rotating so like whenever you hit a hit a C chord or whatnot because um, um, the musical alphabet is just from A to G and then back to A yeah so if you hit a C note very faintly you also hear a G on top of it which is a fifth up yeah because there's um there's eight notes in a scale and because of how like uh, frequencies work and whatnot the fifth note is go is the same pitch as that half interval so you just that, that like hear that note as it's being played so that's why there's something about um and that, that's why a C and G or like a perfect fifth is what it's called like it works so well it's very harmonious and that, that's what power chords are made out of because okay. um you're, you're just stacking fifths so that you don't have this emotion in the chord itself but it still sounds good and then vibrating in the string vibrating in thirds so so if we're going in order it's like um if you hit a c note you're hearing a g on top of it then you're also hearing an e on top of it which c e g is the um are the notes in the major chord and that's like the happy chord yeah um it's kind of where like jazz theory comes from i believe because um if you keep going down the subharmonic series you're gonna go you're gonna hit like c g e f and just keep going and going and going and that's where like a lot of like jazz i might make someone upset here but like it's it sometimes it feels like jazz is just stacking thirds yeah. but it, it's it still works together despite the fact that um say like the seventh interval is like a c and a b right next to each other which by itself wouldn't sound good at all yeah but because they're so spread out um and it's combined with the fifth and the third and whatnot that are the most the most sound in the sermonic series the ones that you can hear the most though it's still kind of hard to um, it sounds good. It sounds like, like when I think of a major seven sound, honestly, the best like representation for it, I guess, or, or like if someone doesn't know what a major seven sounds like, doesn't know anything about, about theory, but wants, but like if you want to explain it to them, if you're ever in church and you hear that really spacey, open, ha happy, but like thoughtful almost sounding chord, that yeah. really, like that church chord, that's, that's yeah. probably a major seven. Okay. So it's it's this like spacey. So it's crazy that taking this major chord that normally is just like straight happy um, that you hear in like every pop song ever, and putting a B on top of it, putting a seventh on top of it, all of a sudden makes it sort of like sound more like introspective. I guess I I think it's 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 crazy how and you can you can get really really complex with it. Like with like elevenths and ninths and sus twos, sus fours, little stuff like that. But uh, um, I think it's crazy how complex it all can get really quickly. 
but because um, this is where I almost like that I don't know a whole lot about theory because I'm, I'm not restricted by what I know other people have done I kind of just do my own thing yeah if I like I'll be I'll be sitting there writing a song and I'll be like okay for this second chord I like this a but let me see if I can get something else so like maybe I'll throw in like a seventh maybe I'll throw in a ninth on top maybe I'll sus do a sus two to give it a little bit more like flavor to it yeah so it's just little things like that I like I encourage people to educate themselves on the basics of music theory but um, you you honestly don't need like a college education on music theory to write a song because sometimes it actually kind of can, can hold you back a little bit because you know so much you're like okay um, I'm thinking of what I want this next chord to be uh, maybe I could do a fourth or a fifth or a minor seventh or like yeah. just a little like you're going through all these thoughts in your head when I mean if you don't know too much about music theory, you might think to use a chord that's completely out of the scale that might actually sound good. Like, um, my favorite example of this is in When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, and it, it works so well, but I feel like if you're thinking about it from like a traditional music theory perspective and you were writing the song, you'd never think to do this. But he, he went like a, an E minor to an A minor and just like really dark sounding... Uh, in that bridge section yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden he throws in like a B flat first inversion which like you would never think to do because you're in the key of C and B flat is not in that is not in that um, so you just you wouldn't even think about wouldn't, wouldn't think about that. and I guess you could consider like a key change for one measure but pretty much all pop songs if they have a key change key change up in the scale to give it this brighter sort of um, yeah. feel he, to it this is what Whitney Houston does instead. a lot Whitney Houston will do, does this thing a lot where like in her songs I think it also does it in I Want to Dance with Somebody which is that really well known song she goes she, they like to go from the 1 to the 5 of that um, yeah. scale so like C to G and when they hit that G hang on it for a little bit and then modulate into the key of G into that key and make that the 1 now and go like that but Bruno Mars or whoever wrote this song it might not have been Bruno Mars but whoever wrote this song decided to modulate down a whole step which normally would make it kind of feel darker and lose energy because that's typically what happens yeah. if you modulate into a key going down but um, but for whatever reason it just works coming from an E minor to an A minor you throw in a B flat and it's so bright and colorful somehow then you go to a C right back to your normal normal key and it's just yeah. I encourage anyone to like look up on YouTube or whatever just someone talking about when I was your man um, and why the chord progression is like really cool because I think it I think it's really cool yeah I think it's epic alright it's, it's definitely cool I, I don't know too much about like music theory itself but it's kind of like I played in an orchestra for a few years so I kind of understand how notes are put together and what yeah. sounds good and not you know it's I have that basic understanding of like just kind of how it works but I, mean, other than that, I don't really look too much into it but it's, yeah it's definitely an interesting topic I love like, talking about music it's just it's something that you can really like talk with somebody like we've been going on the last one was like what 30 something minutes we're gonna go longer 30 40 something is, like that yeah this is we're at like the 23 minute mark like you yeah. know music something that could just be talked about 
on and on and on. Yeah, you, know, it's, you really it's could. Really good. But so. um, yeah, I really appreciate you coming out and being able to do this sure. podcast today. Um, you guys. Uh, if he comes out with any songs, I'll be sure to let you guys yeah. know. Put a link to hey, it. I'll, I'll, but, I'll hit you up with Spotify. Yeah, hell yeah, my, my SoundCloud. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate yeah. you guys coming to listen. Uh, sorry, I do apologize for this uh, two-segment event. Uh, I was hoping to do different, separate segments for other one- podcasts, but not like this. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, thank you very much again, Nate, for coming out, and uh, yeah. I will see you guys on the uh, next Shoreline. I will one. see. You.